Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Kill Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Kiel. Alongside me, the inside of the insiders, <gasps> Tyler Kiel. That was probably the best intro you could ever have with half a cracker in your mouth. And what's your problem? Uh, you didn't bring any cheese. That's what my problem is. I told you to go get cheese, and you're oh, the one that's like, classless. Cheeseless. Classless. Cheeseless. Classless. Cheeseless. Cheeseless. Yeah. Dang it. That's what I just said. <laughs> that cartoon has ruined me for life because it makes me think that if you say something. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Wabbit season. Duck, duck season. season. Fire. <laughs> See, yeah. exactly. It doesn't work in real life. Cartoons are fake, people. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Not fake. They're just drawn. You're right. Robin and that one chick from the Teen Titans really never loved each other. Oh. That alien actually was an alien, but, you know. I mean, she's still a chick. Well, I I don't know how it works in different, you know, different species. Different, different you know, galaxies. They may not even have male and female. Maybe, like, you know, ten different ones, whatever. Anyways, beside the point. Talking um, about things that look like an alien. Melnick's getting sued. Mel, really? Melnick looks like... Uh, I, I think so. He's just got that weird nose thing. Well, yeah, but... I, well, okay, let's backtrack here. So, Ottawa Senators have this owner. Eugene Melnick bought the Ottawa Senators in 2000 tickety two. Yes, and... Actually, I have no idea when I know. I think about it. The Ottawa Senators and his business partner, John Ruddy of Ruddy and Trinity Development Group Incorporated, decided to... They had a flight club. Decided to put in a bid for a downtown arena. Now, the um, bid failed... And because of that, Eugene Melnick got mad. Union Gene Melnick. That's what it sounded like. So he decided to sue um, a lawsuit against Ruddy, Ruddy and Trinity um, for $700 million that's a last of, month. That's a lot of cash. Yes. And breaking news, just as of four hours ago, TSN was reporting that the Ruddy and Trinity Development Group is seeking more than one billion dollars in damages from Melnick and Capital Sports Management Incorporated. That's Melnick's thing. That's Melnick's thing. After filing a counterclaim on Tuesday, which is today. Countersuing them. Letting them know, hey, we can can outdo you. So, you know, how, if you're still an Ottawa Senators fan, after the Hoffman deal, after the Randy Lee deal, after Randy Lee deal, Really? <laughs> after Carlson got traded. After the team, well, the team started all right, but then after Melnick did that weird presser with Borwicki. Um, Melnick, you know, the whole flats deal, that, that falls through. And and now this, with your, now your counter, now he's countersuing his, his partner's countersuing him after he tried to sue him back and forth. After, especially after the end of last season, everyone's going hashtag Melnick out. How are you still a, Okay, excuse me. I shouldn't ask how you're still a fan. But if you're still a fan, why? I want to know what Sens fans think of this. Because obviously we're just sitting on the outside laughing. Well, I'm not laughing. I feel bad for them at this point. Because, um, like, over the summer and everything, like, talking about the dumpster fire, it was, it was funny. At this point, like, we're in the middle of the season. Now it's just sad. Yeah, because it's going to keep going, and fans just want to get this out of the way. Like, they want this, hey, New Year resolution, New Year, new me, whatever. New Year, new owner. <laughs> like, they, something needs to happen here. Like, I just feel, 
I literally feel bad for Sens fans. I don't feel bad for the Sens team. I feel oh, I, I didn't for, forgot to mention the Uber, the whole Uber, the whole Uber deal. I mean, we did a few. The whole thing that ago. got Chris Weidman traded out of town. It just took him a while to get him traded. Yeah. Um, but you, you gotta have some. I mean, there's no way that this, like, is there are there's snake bitten, there's unlucky, and then there's this, this mudslide of a sewage plant happening here in Ottawa. Cannot, excuse me, pardon me. I almost said it. I almost got it wrong there. Geographically, they're not in Ottawa. Let's just say Ottawa for the sake of the show, in the sake of time. For the sake of time? Well, they don't have time. They need a new arena. They don't have time because everyone's getting sick and tired of their owner. Why do they need a new arena? They just need something more accessible. This, of course, let's be honest, This all of this started to occur after the team could not sell out their run in 2017. Right. That this whole thing started because of that, and so now they sound like, all right, we got to get an arena downtown. Got to get an arena downtown, closer to downtown, more accessible downtown. Not just one highway in, Canada, one highway out. No, they need. That's how this whole thing started. So imagine if Ottawa actually won the Stanley Cup that year, <laughs> and now we're still at this point. Like how dumber this would look. It's not just they they were one goal away from the Stanley Cup finals. It's they won the Stanley Cup and they're here. Because let's be honest, I mean, well, Nashville and Ottawa have been interesting. Think about it now, but sorry. Back to the point at hand. You gotta if you're on if you're Melnick, you gotta swallow this pill, man. You gotta take it and just be like, all right, I you gotta bring it back. You can't just think I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. At this point, you're too far in. It's a pride thing at this point. A pride thing. Yeah. Pride thing's gonna make you lose at least. Okay, obviously, if the suit, if, if anything works out. You, you know, if you do the math, you know, he, he get, you know, he gets sued, he gets $700 million, he get they get a billion, he, he loses $400 million. So, obviously, there's no arena deal happening, because that fell through, obviously. There's no, and, and here's the thing, what money did they, I, I don't have, there's, we don't have the stats, was, was there any money spent? $700 million of damages, what damages? They didn't, there wasn't. No, 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 no. Melnick's filed the lawsuit against Ruddy for seven mil- $700 That's million. That's why I want to know. What damages? Who spent money where? Obviously nothing happened. <clears throat> Literally, it was just a bid for the arena. No, no, The damages are in... So, okay. What are the damages? I'm trying to, I'm trying to the figure da- out. The damages- what money did Melnick spend to get this arena? Because nothing. Because the arena hasn't been built. The no, land Tyler, hasn't been purchased. You're, Tyler, it's, you're, you're trying to think of it as assets. It's not assets. It's lawsuits. So, Melnick files the $700 million lawsuit... Yeah, keep keep going. So so the, that's that's damages. Seven hundred million dollars in damages that Melnick is implying uh, or putting on Ruddy and Trinity Development Group. So they're countersuing seven hundred million plus an extra three hundred million in damages. That that's what they're doing. But why? They're they're, they're making up just as, because. Like just because because hey, this that's is, what this you do. What, this is what we would have spent on in a rink. So I'm no, gonna, no, I'm Tyler. Sue you for that, Tyler. It's not about the stupid freaking rink. It's about the lawsuit. But that had to do with the that no, had to do with it's the not falling through. No, Melnick sued because why? Because the arena bid didn't go through, and he got mad. That's what happened. So, so there's literally no reason this should be happening. Correct. Because Melnick has the ego the size of a flipping grapefruit. Yeah, so that's why Ruddy is countersuing for a billion dollars because they are suing for the seven hundred million dollars, and also they're also they're, the extra three hundred million is to gain, is to have capital gain on top of the fact that 
they're having their names ran through the mud by Eugene Melnick. Okay, well, that I guess that makes more sense, but it's just... All right, because well, all this happened was, I mean, not, not only was Melnick having a problem with this thing not going through, it's also because um, Ruddy Development... Um, Oh, what's, what's her name? I just I was just saying it like five seconds ago. Yeah. Ruddy and Trinity Development Group Incorporated, they were also developing a similar uh, property adjacent to where the building was supposed to be, where the new arena was supposed to be. On, um, so, on, on uh, in, in, left in, and flats. Left and flats? Oh, my gosh. This yeah. Um, what's it? Uh, LeBreton Flats. LeBreton Flats. I'm so sorry. Um, yes. So, you know what's funny? I From a... Don't forget, this is you know two years of college kind of knowledge here, but from an, from, from an economic standpoint, Ruddy and from a psychological economical standpoint, Ruddy is just doing this. He's counter offering just so Melnick drops his. I'm sure if Melnick drops his, it's not a counter offer. It's a counter lawsuit. Counter lawsuit. Sorry, he's doing it because he's hoping Melnick backs out, then they can back out. Nobody gets nobody gets hurt. It's literally just a hey, do that. You know they're put. They point the bigger gun at them. Hey, you know, Malik's got a no, pistol. He comes at him with a Tommy gun. Dude, there's no dropping out. They, they're suing him. He's been filed the paperwork. They're going to court. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're hoping that it can fall through the bolt that Malik, like, backs out. He, That's what I'm thinking. You're not... Cause well, nobody, Mel, Malik's going to pay them. That's that's for certain. He's he's going to. Because if, if if I were Ruddy and... If I were Ruddy and Trinity, I, I, want, I want my damages. I want my restitution. Restitution for just for Melnick calling you out saying it was your fault. Yes, I understand that. For making a whole big deal about it and then bugging me, basically. But if Melnick pulls out and says, all right, I retract my lawsuit, which you can do. I mean, you can. If Now, there's going to have to be a mutual agreement that both parties pull. If Melnick pulls in, they'll pull. Obviously, that'd be the only case about it. I mean, there's all dollars and cents in the middle of it and all that stuff and lawyers and all that, whatever. So this, how long this thing goes, who knows? But yash, for a franchise that is just, it's just not good. Well, no, and it's the, not good, and it's not like oh, you can now if you're you got you now if you look from a hockey standpoint, yes, the team's competing well. I mean, they just beat Nashville last in overtime. Hot Sam Bacho with the goal. I mean, you gotta the, the hockey's there, but there's everything outside it. This is gonna be the Harold Ballard effect from the '80s, Alex. Hmm? It's going to ruin the franchise, almost. Harold Ballard, when he was running the Leafs in the 80s, yes. where he almost ran them into the ground. Yes. When all there was, and thankfully they drafted one of the Clark of anything, and that sort of helped. But I mean, it's just like, the man, the ownership is going to ruin this team. Yes, that, that, that's how it works. And everyone's just going to, what, hope and pray? Hope and pray that this work, like, they can go through this? Well, <clears throat> the worst case scenario for this is that Melnick either folds the franchise or he sells it. He can't just the league will not let him fold it. He'll have to sell it. Like the same that's what happened in Arizona. Don't I uh, forgot the guy that sold who sold it to the NHL. I can't think of the guy off the top off the top of my head, but um, like there's a reason why the NHL bought the, you know they took charge of the team for that time because they wanted to keep Arizona in. They're gonna want to keep Ottawa in. If yes. they don't, that's I mean that's gonna be all open up a whole bag of worms about strictly you know about you know American bias and all that stuff. Not even American bias, just I, if you're gonna keep Arizona in, you're not gonna keep Ottawa in. I mean, I mean we'll get there when we get if, there. If if they drop Ottawa, yes, they should drop then, Arizona. Then yes, then we'll get to that 
bag of worms with me. We we'll, we'll can't open that bag of worms when we get there. But long story short, it's just ugh, it's it's hard because we've said this before now because now with from a Lays fan perspective, I want Ottawa to be good. In the same time the Leafs are that one year that was great when Ottawa was that pesky one three one trap team. And the Leafs we for that know. upcoming team. We know. Now you got Buffalo coming in playing well. Boston still Boston. Montreal is surprisingly doing well. I mean, come on. Yeah, Montreal's. Up we almost have all spot. of our territorial rivals intact, except for Ottawa, who is just this blender of crap and vomit and other things get mixed around with a hint of vanilla, which is the team. Good old Manchester United. Manchester United. Jose Marina, who? Jose Marine, who? Well, I mean, think about it. Ottawa's they're, they're red, Manchester blue. United's red, and then Man City's blue, and, Detro- and Toronto is blue. No, we're not. No, no. The Toronto no. Police are Manchester City. No, no, because we're a better blue. Not that light baby blue BS they have over there on the wrong side of town. Don't you start this. You got Steve Dangle's face. That's how mad I am when you used to mention Man City. I don't know why I pulled up my Instagram for some dumb reason. Um, I'm trying to look up who they're. They're looking at, I think, Tottenham's manager. Probably. Man, you was. Um, oh, yeah, for all you footy fans. Uh, Jose Marino was fired the other day because the, the team sucks right now. Yeah. How are we going to make any further in the Champions League? I don't know. We got a horrible draw. They're going to lose. I good. mean, you know who else was fired? Dave Hextall. Oh, no. Do we want to talk about the Nepean? Well, I mean, I mean, we're already we're already talking about people getting fired, so we can oh, go back to let's that. let's get to them later. We got a couple other things before that, don't we? Yeah, we got a lot of things before that. Or, okay, fine. I guess, okay. We'll talk yeah. about Hextall then. Okay. Yeah, because the Nepean thing is kind of... Different. I uh, okay, that's right. All right, so I'll move that one. All right, so yes, Dave Hackstall fired. Oh, can you do it? The Vincent man. Fired. Okay, so you're Paul Holmgren. Okay. I'm Dave Hackstall. Okay. Go. Dave, you're fired. And I am John Laurinaitis. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yes, Dave Hextall was Please fired. Vince, don't fire me now. So a couple weeks after General Manager Ronnie Hextall was fired, Dave Hextall was fired. Hextall. Hextall. H a k s t o l. Former Hextall. North, yes, North Dakota head coach, uh, fired the other day by Paul Holmgren because let's be honest, the Flyers are not as good as they should be. Nope. The and best player on their team is their mascot. Yes. You know, they always do like the mascot scrimmage during the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it now. Because <laughs> he's on the Eastern Conference. He's on our team. He's on our team. He's on our team. Oh, my gosh. Just chip the puck in the corner and take Grady Forecheck. Okay. Yeah, flip. He's just going to go in there. We're going to have the- SJ Sharky play in defense. He's going to cry. Oh, my gosh. This is nothing like Brent Burns. Well, no, no duh, because you have. You have Grady coming down the side with a t-shirt gun. I have a stick. A t-shirt gun. I'm going for it. Bam. <laughs> oh, you want to? Oh, you sure you want to go get that puck there? Uh, whatever your King uh, L.A. Kings mascot name is, or uh, Coyote. Uh, what's Coyote's name again? Well, I'm pretty sure. Is it the, a Wiley? I'm pretty sure the Kings mascot's named Rex. No, it wasn't Rex. It was. Well, Rex would make sense, or Ray. Because that means king in French and Spanish. Something lion. It was something like something. Anyways. Sorry. How do we get here? Oh, the Flyers. Yes, because they suck. Um, so Scott Gordon named the interim general manager. Now, there have been multiple reports. I actually tweeted about this myself. I've heard about it. I've heard it from a couple different people. Bailey. 
What? His name is Bailey. Bailey the Lion? Bailey the... Really? That, that, that's what Google's telling me. There's got to be a story behind that. Okay, back to back to Philly here. Because uh, the Leafs start at 7, 7 or 7.30 tonight? 7. 7? Okay. Uh, we, obviously, I'm sure Alex, you want to get the show done before they start, because my ADD really kicks in. No, duh. Um, but there's talks that Joel Quinville may be the next guy. There's a lot of rumors for that. But however, there were the same kind of rumors that for St. Louis. And St. Lu- I think St. Louis is trying to... Um, Right out the season and get them at the end of the season. Now, with that said, uh, what's going to happen right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, now now it's going to be a bidding war because you got because it doesn't sound like LA is going to go after Joel Quinville. It looks like Willie Desjardins may be the guy for this year, and depending on how the team does, possibly next year. But obviously, LA is waiting, and they're not pursuing Joel Quinville because it seemed like St. Louis would have been the prime spot for Quinville. Now, with that said, Philadelphia has opened up. Yep. And obviously right now, because since the contract goes up the next season, the team would have to pay Chicago to get Quinville. Yes, they so have, to, they have kinda, to buy out his deal. Correct. And pay him on top of that. Yes. And obviously that doesn't have Imagine if coaches actually were involved in the salary cap, if their salaries were involved. I mean, if the coach... Well, we got to get an AHL-level coach because he's uh, 800 grand and... Um, well, here's know, the thing. If, cheap if, deal. I mean, if coaches were involved in... Uh, Chicago's not the cheapest coach in the league. <laughs> now they do. Well, if coaches were involved in the salary cap, then you'd have to involve assistant coaches and then trainers and then just might as well. No, nah, I wouldn't consider trainers. Yeah. No, then you hire coaches as trainers, so it goes beneath the salary cap. Man, I tell you, Boston right now, they have a four. Break your stick on purpose. I need to tell you what strategy we're doing. Go. They have a, why is there, yeah, they have a $900,000 trainer, man, this guy. What this a deal. Has, this guy's making bank to give sticks. This guy was coaching the Mississauga Steelheads last year in the OHL. And going from that to a trainer, something's got to be funny. Yeah. I guess that's why I don't have coaches involved in Anyways, yeah. okay, going back to. Um, but now, is St. Louis... Now, now, with that said, now there's three teams that can go after Quindle. And as of right now, there's really no other... I, I, I like John Stevens. He did a lot last season for Los Angeles, but he's not going to... He's not going to be a sought-after head coach. Well, here's what I say about... Mike Yo, maybe. Yeah. I said maybe. Well, when I think about Joel Quinville... Mike Yo, maybe. Yo, maybe. Maybe Yo. No? Okay. Maybe Yo, baby? Maybe Yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo, baby. baby, 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 baby. Anyway, sorry, what you were saying. One thing that I don't like seeing with coaches nowadays, especially after get, after they get fired, Sweaters, hooded sweaters. Oh, after they get fired, oh, I think about coaches wearing sweaters. No, I don't. I don't, I don't have a problem with torts wearing a sweater vests. But what I'm saying is, I don't want to see these coaches. Huh, excuse me. I don't want to see him just getting transplanted from team to team. Because if you do that, then he's just going to get the record of this is a guy that goes from team to team and doesn't really get his feet entirely under him and doesn't perform but well. I don't think personally... Well, then they won't get hired then. I don't think personally Joel Quinville, his coaching style would work with the talent that Philadelphia has right now. That's why I think he would do better in a place like St. Louis. What? Sorry. Because... Make me yawn. Just because the fact that Joel Quinville... Oh, oh, no, this is is going to be a bad one. 
It's me back and forth show is yawning. Needless to say, Joel Quinville does not belong in Philly just because his coaching style does not seem compatible to me with what the talent is. We have to there. remember the fact that Quinville is the one that signs the you know the dotted line. Well, yes, but but but, but think about Hitchcock though. But, 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 but. Hitchcock's plant coaching style goes perfect with the talent that's on the Edmonton Oilers. We'll get there. We will get there. But that's the reason why it's working. Now, well, for now, for now, I think it's gave the team a kick in the you know kick in the case saying, hey. We lost our coach because we suck. Well, it's 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 also the reason why Hackstall got fired because his coaching style, college hockey, does not work with professional players. Herb Brooks never could make it in the NHL. He got never a few jobs, it. but he was never good enough to be an NHL coach. Exactly. He had when he ever was like, oh, in Pittsburgh, you made the playoffs. Yes, when you have Mario Lemieux, Yarmer Yager, Tom Barrasso, you're making the playoffs. Kevin Stevens. I mean. You you're, could you could you're, have you're a fine. You could have a two by four on the bench, I mean, and you'd make the playoffs. I mean, who was uh? Oh gosh, now I'm trying to think of like worst coach ever won Stanley Cup. Anyway, sorry, back to Philadelphia and Joel Quinville. Um, best coach to win the Stanley Cup, Scotty Bowman. Hands hands down. Yeah, he won it with he won it when he didn't even want to do it in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he won in Detroit. Completely altered Steve Eiserman. And Altered? No, he gave him a makeover. He, and okay, let's be honest: the 2002 team could have won with you behind the bench, Alex. No, well, maybe. Yes. but still, <laughs> yes. Scotty Bowman. You at four, Scotty you're Bowman, at three and a half years old, trying to coach. You could have just tapped Eisman on the button and say, "You pick who you want to play with," and they would have done whatever. I've been like Eisman, Jason Fun Robin Shanahan, and guess what? And that's what that's what that's what Scotty Bowman did. Eisman, Shanahan, and Fedorov. Put all your big guns on the first line, because that's what they could do. Um, I mean, it worked. No Same doubt. thing that Boston's doing. Remember when salary caps didn't matter? All your big guns on the top line. Oh, wait, that's all top line. But here's the work. problem. When your second line's a Hall of Fame line, and your third line's a Hall of Fame line, guess what, Alex? Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, third line wasn't necessarily the Hall of Fame line. Okay, well, I'm trying to figure out which line. Because their second now line. Now I'm trying Because their first line was Iserman, Fedorov, Shanahan. Their second line was Larionov, Larionov Robitaille, and Hull. <laughs> and then their third line was, the was Draper, Maltby, and McCarty. And their fourth line was Madandino. No, no, Dandino was a defenseman at this point. Oh, that's right. Um, whoever, who cares? <laughs> who cares who your fourth line is? Now I'm thinking, damn it, I'm going to look at the roster. I don't care anymore. Needless to say, Philly has a problem. They're losing. They're getting buried alive. Their coach sucks. Well, let's Their front office is not so good. How far are they out of the playoffs? They are last. Okay, yep. Yeah, they're out. They are last. No, they're 11 points behind Montreal. They're, they have, uh, you know, 51 games. 51 games? 51 games. No. 50. Yeah, 51 games left. Tyler. They can do it. The Black Plague could destroy the NHL. Philly still wouldn't make the playoffs. Do we play Philly this week? Because you just said that. I'm fr- I have a no, you. we don't. We don't play Philly this week. I'm pretty we, sure. We've done this before, Alex. Guess I'm what? pretty sure. St. Louis. Oh, boy. Gosh. If I'm going to start praising Philly here in a second. No, you're not. Well, look it up. Um, the Phil- the Philadelphia 76ers play the Raptors in Philadelphia on the... Oh, good thing we're not a... On, on the Saturdays. Good thing we are not a uh, hockey podcast. On a the basketball Saturdays. Podcast. All right. Here were the probable lines for this team that I'm just going to go... I'm just going to run through, okay? So your top line. Yes, you're right. Steve Eisman. The uh, 27th. 
The twenty seventh is the next. So we have game. to have a show before the twenty seventh. We'll have the show on the twenty seventh, probably. Or uh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. The next game is on the fifteenth of January. Nope. Mar- February. Nope. March. March. Okay, so we're fine. <laughs> yeah, we're um, fine. Okay, I'm just gonna go through the lines here for the 2002 team. I know we're we're falling way off top. Sidetrack, but I have to do this for my own well being. So yes, your top line. Uh, Eisman, Fedorov, Shanahan. Second Got that line. right. Hall, Robitaille, and Larionov. Got that right. Your third line, Draper, Malpe, McCarty. Got it your, right. Your fourth line. Are you ready for this? Yep. Pavel Datsuk. Oh, that's right, because he was on the team. Wait, was Zetterberg on the team too? No, Zetterberg was the year after. Oh, that's right. Holmstrom. Oh, yeah, Homer. I'm, I'm trying to find the fourth guy here. Uh, well, Sean Avery played a little bit towards the end. No, that didn't count. You could say Mike Knubel. No, Knubel was in New York, I think, at the time. Yeah, but he still got a ring, didn't he? No, he got the ring for the 98 team because he got traded midseason. I remember that. Oh, that's right. Boy Devereaux. There you go. Boy Devereaux. Hey, there you go. World Junior Hero Boy Devereaux. 97 World Junior Team Canada. And then your defensemen were Ledstrom. Uh, hold on. I got to go through this here. Definitely not Konstantinov. Slava Butsayev played on the team? Okay. Um, Dan Dano, Chelios, Steve Duchesne, Frederick Olson, Yuri Fisher. Uh, oh, God, I forgot. Yuri Krupp played a couple games. Um, you get the point. Ledstrom, yeah. The super team. That that was the one team that Thomas and I had the hugest argument about. Because I said, I'm like, yeah, they, the Wings, uh, they bought their team in 2002. And he's like, well, what about Datsuk? And what about Iceman? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, what about the other t- three lines? <laughs> Hey, Chris Draper was technically bought for a dollar in future considerations. Yeah. Technically, he's bought out. He was a bought player. Chris Draper was purchased by the Detroit Red Wings from the Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Good thing Draper did that. Um, what do you think? Who do you call Sundin? What? Matt, Matt Sundin. He was traded for. He wasn't bought. He was, remember, that was the Clark deal. Well, you, okay. Trades are buying people. That's but what you're a trade buying is. Him, you're selling. It's a trade. You're buying no, him you're not buying with him. another person. No, that's free agents. Okay, it's legal. You're right. Human trafficking. It's like it's like no, it, no, it's not. Um, it's more no, it's more like uh, legal. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, going back to Ottawa. Ah, well, yes. Before we get too far, by by, by the way, by going no, back we to Ottawa. No, we're in Philly. What did I say? Ottawa. Yeah, we're going back to Ottawa. Well, well, we're talking about Philly and Hextall. I know. Oh, right. Oh, we're not done. You're talking about Philly. Yes, because right after he got fired, Dave Hextall, Carter Hart got called up from the American Hockey League. Now, for those that don't know, and I know Alex's not the biggest guy, but Carter Hart was one of the best junior goaltenders in the last decade. And that's including Carey Price. Well, actually, Carey Price played the decade before. You know, the Show decade me before. his NHL numbers. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He actually, okay, he had decent numbers in the preseason, but and so I I wrote a piece on him for Puck seventy seven because he got call up and it's a big deal. He was two time W WHL goaltender of the year, two time CHL goaltender of the year. Literally dragged Everett last year into the Edson with Cup Finals, the WHL Finals for those that don't quite know. Before they got beat by the Swift Current Broncos. And he came into this season, you know, because obviously he's an overager, so he outlasted his junior career, and he had a lot of expectations coming in. And there was the belief that he was going to get kind of developed 
similar to, well, I'll go, most goalies should because they have Brian Elliott and Michael Neuverth thinking, all right, those are our guys that we can put in the NHL, let Carter play a little bit in the AHL, kind of get used to the pro game. Well, here's what happens. Neuverth gets hurt early on in the season. Comes back, plays one game, gets hurt again. He's back in the lineup now. Brian, uh, Brian Elliott got hurt with a lower body injury, and it was two weeks last month. Now it's week to week because they don't know how bad it's going to be. And just the other day, before Carter obviously got called up, Anthony Stolarz went down with another lower body injury. So now Carter Hart gets called up. And Carter Hart, to be fair, has not had the best um, numbers in the American League. So his his numbers, there was like it was he has a 3.01 goals against average with a 911 save 911 or 910 save percentage. Not great numbers at all. Um However, he's actually played really well. I may try. I had to look this up to make sure. Uh, his last five starts with the, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, American League affiliate. He's got a, he's four and one with a one point eight two goals against average and a nine three nine save percentage, and so he's playing better, which is really important. So, so he's coming in on with momentum, and for him as a goaltender, uh, so I'm for the record, I am split on the whole deal about him bringing him up. But you have to. You don't have anyone left. I mean, you're not going to bring up your coast. I don't even know who, who's the coast team. Reading? I think Reading Royals are the ECHL affiliate. You're, you're not going to skip over Carter Hart to put in an ECHL goaltender. Right. I'm trying to see what you wrote here. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, it's, it's about, like, Philly trying to get better. And Carter will start tonight. So, the 6 o'clock now, he's about to start in about an hour against the Detroit Red Wings. So, I'm hoping he does well. And Not to I, be confused with the super team Detroit Red Wings, by the way. Yes, because... Poor kid be in Good God. Um, I think it's, you know, it's not a bad team. I mean, Detroit has the offense, but they're young, and I think it's, it's not like you're playing them against Pittsburgh opening. First they're rebuilding. Game. They're re- Yeah, Philly's, oh, yeah, Detroit or Philly? Well, well, Philly. Yes. Yeah, Philly, I don't know. but No, yeah, F- Philly's patching up. Try, they're on a safety raft right now, and they're just trying to patch the holes. Trying to, they're, they're just putting duct tape over those holes. We're shaking. Flex Seal. That's what great. That's what <laughs> Phil great. Swift. Fly, Phil Swift here for Flex Seal. You're the Philadelphia Flyers. Use Flex Seal. <laughs> that's what gritty is. Carter Hart is Flex Seal. I, I just hope all of you know. If that Carter Hart gets a 37 safe shot tonight, holy cow. The life raft that the Philadelphia Flyers are scapegoating on right now is gritty. That's it. It's gritty, yeah. He's saving that franchise. If Carter what if oh dude, if Carter Hart won tonight, can you just imagine? Carter Hart is playing the role of of um, of Elastigirl in, in Incredibles when she's kind of holding the children up while they're paddling across. Well, Dash paddling across. He is yeah. their life raft. He's gonna keep them afloat. But whether or not that actually happens or not, I don't know. Um, but I'm really excited for him. But sorry, back to Ottawa now. Like we said, for those that don't know, Nepean, Ontario, suburb of of Ottawa. A uh, nice little town, little, not the biggest part of anything, but, you know, good people around there, of course, just like most Canadian cities. So, apparently, a family is going to uh, uh, lose their rink. You saw this, right, Alex? You heard about this? I did. So, CTV Ottawa, yeah, a couple days ago, reported that this family was go a uh, family, I would say, in Ontario. Uh, I have the article right here. Here we go. Uh, Riverside South. Riverside South family, to be exact, is going to lose their outdoor rink. Um, Corey Crosscove uh, builds this rink outside in the front yard, which technically is on city ground. I'm going to make that clear right off the hop. Um, it's so kids can play. 
skate in the wintertime, you know, up there in Ottawa. Right now, it's actually ice down here in Michigan. It sucks because there's no snow on the ground. Oh, yeah. Unless you're, like, near, like, a big bank where... Anyways, sorry. <clears throat> Long, getting back. Going sidetracked here. So, apparently a couple neighbors complained that it was an eyesore because the boards do stay up over the summer. Understandable. It has been brought uh, brought attention beforehand um, of the family of moving the... Because initially, the rink was bigger than what you see, people would saw in the news. It was actually bigger, but they had to retract it back for city standards or whatever. So now it's officially, there was an actual movement by um, neighbors in the area to take it out because it's an eyesore. Yeah, they talked to the homeowners association or whatever. Right, and I haven't, I, I'm trying to look up, um, I guess they, I haven't seen anything whether or not it actually um, lost the rink. I mean, they can. I mean, like, if they, they, I think they appealed. Um, the PM, by the way, where uh, a young Steve Eisman once grew up. Well, let me, let, me hear, let me put my two cents in. For the sake of the kids, it'd be nice for them to have this little rink that they're making. Do, do I think that they should put it in, like, a backyard or something like that? Because I, I don't think, well, they re- oh, sorry. If they do have a backyard, put it in the backyard. Because that's, like, anybody that has a backyard, they all know, like, that's where you put, like, all of your projects, stuff, or whatever. If you have, like, a peace garden or, like, a volleyball court or whatever, you put that in your backyard. And then your front yard is, it, it looks like it's part of the neighborhood. It's got lawn, maybe a flower bed, something like that, and, like, a bush or something. Right. Which... Makes sense why if it's in like the front yard or even on the side yard, it just looks out of it would look out of place. Like like our our Aunt Leanne, bless her soul, she had to deal with um, the the homeowners association uh, around where she lived, and because there was like crabgrass just growing, just ridiculous amounts of crabgrass. Um, next to her, like, sidewalk or whatever. And she got a bunch of warnings for it not being, like, trimmed and taken care of and proper or whatever like that. You're going on a very far rabbit hole. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Well, I, I, I just... It sucks, but I understand why people would say that they should take it down. But it's an outdoor rink, Alex. Well, think Where about, kids can play. Right, well, that's why I say you should try to put it in a backyard or something. Because... But no, this me is open and, for the kids to play on. It's not like you have to knock on the door and say, hey, can we come back and play? It's it's just there. But here's the thing. Me and you were blessed where we, we, where, where we used to live, where we could walk a couple blocks or like a block or something like that. So I'm like, do you even know how far a block is? Actually, a block is actually really dependent on where you live. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And we like a block or a half block or something like that. Block and a half. And half a block. All we had to do was go on a lake and shovel some ice. Shovel off some snow and create a rink for ourselves with and, no boards know, or anything and like throw that. Throw the rock on the lake to make sure it wouldn't break through. Yeah, because if I fell, we'd be in trouble. And if I fell, well, you know, you fell all the time. You fell all the time more than anyone else. That's why I was worried that if I fell, fell through the ice. I mean, you wouldn't fall through the ice. When we used to play, you were too light. <laughs> you were too light to fall through the ice. But yeah, your feet would just go off my like, and you just no, slide like, across. Like, trust me, my 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 game plan is when I, like I have my suburban life is to live. Somewhere nice and cold in Canada. That way, I can have my backyard be an ice rink. I see. That's why I just want big land. 
Build a rink. Do it like, uh, oh. Like how the Custers used to have it. The Custers, that's yeah. who it was. Yeah. You, have, you got the barn, and then you walk a good you have little. The bar- uh, walk half a mile. <laughs> yeah, walk half a mile or skate or whatever, how you had it. And then you had this nice old rink. Yeah, then you have the rink. What's that's what about? me and you need to do. We'll just, like, me and you will put our we money build, together. We and we'll build a chicken wire, because I'll be honest, <laughs> there's a lot of pucks that are probably still on that land, on that on that property that were shot into the forest. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but but me, long, okay, we'll, so back we'll get to a good old-fashioned But I understand property. why you think, okay, don't make them take the rink down. It's what kids grow up on, Alex. Well, yeah, but it's the same reason I why. I don't care what if it looks bad. If it, Okay, in the summertime, yes, complain about in the summertime. Make them take the boards down in the summertime. Whatever, fine. But in the wintertime, let them play. It's an eyesore. It, it, I understand It's it. a, oh, it's an outdoor rink. Oh, yes, because it'll really drive the value down. No, no, it won't. It's a rink. Imagine you have a fan. It's not the value down. It's just, it just doesn't look right. It's the same reason why you would never want a regulation-sized volleyball court in your front yard. It just doesn't look right. doesn't belong. Yes, because you hit the ball on the road. It's well, like, not, not even that. Well, yeah, that's a possibility if a, a uh, haywire puck goes and hits. <laughs> clap bar. bombs! It's the same reason why people freak out nowadays when you do roller hockey in the street. That's why we had a driveway, see. Well, yeah, we were lucky. But we it's, had- just, it's, it's, it's just so annoying because, like, why would you complain? What's wrong with kids having fun? Are you, I mean, like, There's imagine. There's nothing wrong with having kids Imagine with kids if having you're fun. A, fam- a young family driving through the neighborhood and, you, and you're looking for a place in this neighborhood. And you see, oh, kids playing around. Oh, great, cool. There's a place for Jimmy and Sally to play. Yes, no one names their kid Jimmy and Sally anymore, but. That's the example I'm going to go with. You, then, like, look, there's something they can look forward to. If they're, like, four or five years old, they can go play. There's kids in the air. Like, that's something you want to promote. The, yes, I understand. Three, Two or three months out of the year, it looks like garbage. But in those winter months, like, that's what and what the game grows on. And before everyone says, oh, it's in Canada, it should be. I'm like, okay, listen, it, there's there are people in Canada that don't like hockey. Well, yeah. I've, I've met a few. I lived in a town of 1,200 people. Like I said, I mean, I, I live in I live in the United States, and I don't really like baseball. Okay, that too much. Okay, that's if you haven't noticed, Alex. America is very, very diverse, as is Canada. That's just why. No, I say but it. here's no baseball's America's game. Whatever. Like I don't. The only kind of football I like is college football. Anyways, <laughs> back to the actual task here. Um, like Haley Wicked, Haley Wicked and I have probably had one of the best retweets, and it just said, "Just like, just move with a smiley face. Like, just move." Well, yeah, for the family. I'm just annoyed because this... Why? What? What is so bad about it that you wake up every morning and see kids playing on a rink? What's so bad about it? Are you... What are you going to do? Build a... What are we going to do? Build a... Have one of those big, massive snow skull, snowman there? What are, you, what, what are you complaining about? Just because they're having fun, you're not? I don't understand it. I, I want to know. I hope... And I... I as far as I haven't seen it, like I said, I'm trying to look it up and trying to find something that says, you know, that, that there was an appeal. I heard the the mayor of Ottawa was getting involved. Um, uh, the city board was getting involved because what's wrong with having kids having fun? Trudeau, you're right there. Get in on this. You're the prime minister of Canada. He's got plenty more to do. You are down the street from He's these got, people. Trust me. Help them. He, he send had, your advice. I don't care. Send, send parliament. I don't know what you got to do. You're right there. He's got other stuff. He's got bigger fish to fry, literally, like with, you know, Israel and Palestine, a bunch of fish to fry. 
whatever. Anyways, but it's like, I'm like, come on, like, how 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 salty are you of a human being to get mad that kids get to have fun playing on a rink outside? Talking about people that are salty. Really, really cut me off. I wasn't done there. Well, we'll fine, and keep going. Like, it's, it's I'm a, just saying, this is a hockey podcast about the NHL. Let's go. I'm I want to talk off. about Ken Hitchcock. I want to no. We're talking, no, it's a hockey podcast that particularly talks about the NHL, but this is important. Imagine someone, imagine Alex, if Dean Lake, all of a sudden they said, all right, no more hockey. But those dumb ice fishermen can go out there. Would you be mad? Absolutely you would have been mad. Well, yeah, but then I'd also have to follow the rules. Because it's public property. Well, that's why I'm saying. Well, so is the the front yards. I understand. And like, well, no, it wasn't their front yard. It was their, it was part of it was connected to the yard but it, the, the land that the rink was put on no the rink the, yeah the land the rink was put on to make sure i said that right was yes yeah, city part part of city land but the city never had a problem with it until someone complained about it for no good reason why because if they have to follow the rules someone else should oh no wait no Haley wickenheiser told not the family to move with the rink they told that person to move that's what she said now i remember okay sorry i had to make sure i had my mind clear i'm like Haley wickenheiser wouldn't say that out loud no Hey, the Wicked Hairs told the, the, the complaining you-know-whats to move. Good on her. That's why Toronto hired her. That's why the Leafs hired her. Right? I mean... That's the one I, reason why. Not because I, she's you know, good, suggested good player the, development. I would have suggested the family to move to, like, get a place with, like, a fenced-in backyard. Oh, that... Fa- no, because fa- they grew up Be- there. I'm telling... We're telling those old people to move. It, it had been... Okay, I'm sorry. They were there first. Oh, give me a break. We were there first. Right back in my day, it was a nice calm town. There was an Eisenman feller, but uh, he left a while ago. Thank goodness he played for that hockey team down there in the States. That's probably what they sound like. Probably. I don't know. They're just gumming it at this point. What if they're like Ben Ducks? Let me tell you, Ben Ben Ducks. Imagine Ben Ducks. Right back in... Now you're in the pen, Ontario. These scallywag kids come here and play hockey and ruin my day. Sounds like Every a, day. Sounds like Cartman. Bitch, you hacky cuss, you guys, I'm going home. Speaking of going home, or who's already home, Corey Crawford. Again. Out with the concussion. Again. Hot Sam Bacho, what's the matter with these guys? Do it on the train. Um, so, Corey Crawford gets ran into by Evander Kane and his now teammate Dylan Strom. Or Ryan Strom, excuse me. No. Nope, Dylan Strom. No, I'm right. Yeah, not yeah. Ryan Strom's with um, Rangers now. Uh, but yes, they ran into him in the first period of their Sunday game against San Jose. And now he's out with concussion for, the, for you know, insurmountable time. IR. And he's on the injured reserve. And it's just like... I remember we talked to Scott, and he was so excited to have Corey Crawford back in the lineup before the season, and Scott Powers was so... I mean, we talked to, sorry, the Athletics, Chicago Scott Powers, we should, probably should mention that. Uh, we talked to him before the season, and he's like, you know, Corey Crawford's going to come back, whether well, or not he plays well. And he hasn't... Let's be honest, the team itself has not been good around him. It's not necessarily just his fault. It's, it's a bummer because you lose a guy like this, and... I mean, who, who's their back? Is it... Is it... It's... Cam Ward, and I forget who their Rockford goaltender is. I just saw him. No, we didn't watch Rockford this year. Um, is Anton Forsberg still with Chicago? No, he's with Columbus. Yeah, no, he's with Chicago because he was putting on waivers. Anyways, long story short, what are you laughing about? 
Universal Studios. No, nope, Ho- you're done. No, Anyways. no, no, no. I'm Universal done. Studios Hollywood just posted a thing on Facebook about the Grinch doing like one of those asthma things. So he's just chewing an onion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me see this. Show me. No, Lord. No, take. Anyways. Back to the actual story. Corey Crawford out with a concussion again. Great news for the Hawks. They're going to get Jack Hughes. The Chicago Blackhawks are going to get Jack Hughes. And they're going to trade to Vancouver for Quinn Hughes for like a sixth-round draft pick. And they're going to have the Hughes brothers. And they're losing for Hughes, and they're going to... They're going to cruise with Hughes because they're going to cruise the playoffs with the Hughes. And then Hugh Jackman's going to go on tour <laughs> in Chicago. And then he's going to be like, hey, I'm going to wear a jersey with my first name on there. With an ES. <laughs> with an ES. Hughes. It's Hughes jersey. Get it? Because it's Hughes. Now they have to go. Now you're telling me they have to get traded in New Jersey now? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the Hughes, the Hughes jersey devils. Well, the Devils are right there towards the bottom. I mean, there's a chance. And then Ray, then Ray Shiro is going to trade for Quinn Hughes for a fifth-round draft pick because Vancouver's going to ask a lot of New Jersey. So it's going to be the Hughes-Jersey Devils against the Vancouver draft picks and Elias Pettersson. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, my gosh. The Hughes, uh, He's going to score a goal in his first NHL game. The Hughes-Jersey Devils. It's it's a title. If you work... If you're work if, if you work in New York or if you work in New Jersey and if Newark has a newspaper in that whatever town, it, you can call it a city, sure. I mean, I, I mean, Kalamazoo suburbs are bigger than that, but that's Just whatever. Insert quote from Mystery Alaska here. <laughs> what kind of a... What kind of a... What kind of town is this? Or as SU call it, this is the worst place I've ever been in. Did you see the new BT? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they did one in New York. I'm like, yeah! And then, because remember, well, remember we called Christopher Daniels because he said Newark, New Jersey is better than Toronto? Do you remember that? We You remember that. I didn't call him. Yes, well, we didn't call him. We called him out on the show. Well, yeah. He never responded. Well, you know what? We he, must take, he must have taken it personally. Spot monkey. Maybe we should have called him, you know, bald. Did you see the new Being the Elite shirts that are coming out? Or it's like... It's like actual animals? Yes. I want to get well, there's rumors that you know, maybe going to the big time. That, that was the point of the whole episode. Going to the show? Yeah. The show? The All Eat Wrestling promotion. I really love some of that. Anyways, sorry, back to uh, hockey. Um, well, hey, they play in hockey arenas. Um, Kenny Hitchcock. Remember we talked about him last week? But now we're talking about him this week. Why? Not for a good reason, a different reason. So, Connor McDavid, for those who don't know, plays for the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. Pretty good player. Yep. Good player. Yep. Great player. Yep. Fantastic player. He's a good guy. Almost all-world player. Great guy. Still not Sidney Crosby, though. Good to know he's a good guy. He got kind of played a little bit tough the other night against Vancouver. Yeah. Saturday night. Yep. Played a little tough game. Uh-huh. Got a little bit of work. Yep. Get the business. Uh-huh. A little stick. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little slash. Uh-huh. A little hold. Uh-huh. Hard a little work. to get it up. Ken Hitchcock didn't like it. Nope. Didn't like it at all. Nope. Thought it was dumb. Not at all. Gutless. Yep. Cowardly. Uh-huh. 
Against the rules. Cheeseless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classless. Yep. Cheeseless. Mm-hmm. Classless. Uh-huh. And cheeseless. Yep. So the problem I'm having here uh-huh. is, well, Ken, oh, excuse me, from Ken Hedgecock's side, yep. he believes that Connor McDavid should be treated like a star player like Sidney Crosby. Yep. Like a stud muffin. Mm-hmm. Great player. Good guy. Like a really good player. Good nose, good guy. Very good player. Good nose, Greg. He should be treated like an absolute star. Yep. By the refs. Uh-huh. Thinking the refs didn't play him right. Uh-huh. Thinking the refs didn't call everything. Mm-hmm. Didn't call what they should have called. Nope. And called what they shouldn't have called. Yep. So what the point is here is that Connor McDavid, he got, yes, he was getting held, hooked in a little slash, a little work on him. Uh-huh. He was being, he was being covered by the Vancouver defense. A little yep. tough. Yeah. And Ken Hitchcock believed, and I saw the highlights. Yeah, he got worked. He mm-hmm. got held. But remember Nazem Kadri a couple years ago? Yeah. When he, like, my Babcock, first game, Connor McDavid that season in Toronto, he looks at Naz and says, Naz, this is your game. 97. Yep. I can't skate that. 97. I can't skate that fast. 97. Okay. What did he do? He did everything under the sun to hold him down. Hogtied him. And it was great. Gave him a good go. And then the overtime winner. Swing. Straight up outworked McDavid. Yep. And McDavid cries holding. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened against Vancouver there. Bad flow. And I understand. Red mist. I'll be honest. He's got really bad. Connor McDavid's hair is, it's, it's, he's trying to do the Gretzky thing where he lets it grow out, you know, kind of looks, you know, flow. No, he should, he should stop now. Embarrassment. I don't say embarrassment, just not good. Not good. It's like Willie's kind of getting out of control. Yep. He's letting it grow on top. Too bad. Not on the side. Nope. Or in the back. Nope. Just on top. Yep. It's looking like you. Pidgeotto. Not good. Nope. 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 Not even Dragon Ball Z. Nope. Not even the Dragon Ball Z up. It's just it's just flowy over. Like in Dragon Ball, okay, Goku's hair, how it goes up. It's like everything grows for Goku a had hair on his side and Pidgeotto's from Pokemon. Where are you at? I am not following you. Long story short. What is this Jack doing here in our club? This is some honky tonk bull. So, okay, my thoughts on it. I like. It's hockey. I understand, yes, you want to get the hooks and holds and slashes called, but guess what? In the playoffs, Hitchcock, you're, you're going to try to put this team back in playoff contention. You're telling me this is bad now, let alone when you're playing game six, even in the first round against, let's be honest, probably probably there'll be a second wildcard team. They'll probably end up playing Nashville or if Colorado keeps up, Colorado. Like, you're, you're going to have you're gonna have to fight through a lot. Yeah. I mean, geesh, I mean, you're... you're just gave your bees a tea, you know? You're just going to send it. McDavid's going to get held. He's going to get slashed. He's going to get hooked. Why? Because he's a star player. Yeah. Now, he's just going to have that attention on him. Now, and trust me, I've I've gone to town saying, oh, the star players should be treated like everyone else, blah, blah, blah. should be fair. I understand, yes, you want to protect your star players in this league. and that's You're also the guy that is like, you need to protect your star players from getting hit and all that stuff. No, yeah. okay, you should have the presence out there that if you hit your star player, like Riley almost did, you go after somebody. Like, the, like, no, before you say enforcers, I'm not saying enforcers. I'm just saying stand up for your star players. You stand up for all your teammates if the hit's within, if the hit's too much. If it's a good, clean hit, you shouldn't jump on a guy. I yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, like yes Patrick no. Lina getting brained his rookie season? Yes, absolutely. I forgot who hit him, but yes, there was every reason to go after him. Now, the hit, uh, there was a hit the other game. Can't remember who it was, but it was one of the good players for... Was it Ottawa or the Islanders? Someone a, got hit. It was clean. Uh, Brock Nelson got kneed last night by the Islanders, by the way. It happens. And, of course, Anders Lee, of all people, goes after him, the captain. So, sorry, 
Back to Ken Hitchcock and Connor McDavid. The kid's going to have to learn to go through that. If you want this kid to be ready to play, come playoff time, he's going to have to find a way to get through all that. Yeah, one. Because guess what? The refs in the playoffs, as much as the NHL, NHL says, hey, guys, let's call it the same way, be consistent, the ref's not going to want to decide a hockey game on a, on, a, on a little touch on the arm or a little tap on the hands. You kidding me? Right. Those guys. One of, yeah, one of two things is going to have to happen. And and I, I don't want to bring because like I don't want to get into the like enforcer thing about you, but one of two things happens has to happen. Either Connor McDavid's gonna have to learn to play with that type of attention on the ice, which most likely will happen, most likely, okay. or Lucic is gonna have to do some studying on how McSorley did it for how long. Well, yeah, I you have to think so. I just it's hard, and and you, yeah, I know you're right. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the, your latter option there, but it's like like look at the. Some of the highlights of Mario Lemieux, him dragging guys to the net because he yeah. was just a behemoth of a horse. He was a thoroughbred. Gretzky did the same, had to do the same stuff too. Yeah. Like they had to fight through that kind of thing. The, yes, I know. Before he was The just, famous Bobby Orr goal. Why do you think he dove? Because, uh, oh gosh, the defenseman's name. Because he got tripped. After he scored. Well, he's getting hooked up anyways. Exactly. But it's like, that you that's how... And yes, before you say, it's a new age, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, if you're on the opposing... So, say you're playing... It's a new day. Yes, it is. So, imagine if you're playing for, against the Oilers, and your guy gets... So, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Conor McDavid. Okay, so, San Jose fans. Edmonton Oilers. Conference Finals. Game 6. Edmonton... Or, Game 7. Edmonton can win... What, Edmonton, next goal wins. Overtime. Yep, just keep, keep Conor going. McDa- Conor McDavid's driving down the wing. And Eric Carlson gives him a tap on the wrist, and not like a not like a one they you know chopped um, Mark Mathot's hand off by Sidney Crosby. I'm talking like a little one-handed, trying to keep him the outside tap, let him know you're there. Tap. Yeah. Two inch for slashing. Yeah. Oilers go to the power play. McDavid scores. Now that would leave you a little salty, now wouldn't it? No pun intended, because you're the Sharks. That was a saltwater. That was a saltwater salt joke. That was pretty good. Um. We don't have a lot of that because we're from, you know, you know we, we live Freshwater. in Freshwater. Li- live in Michigan. Great Lakes. Pure Michigan. Pretty great. Pure Michigan. Not Erie. That's not pure at all. <laughs> That's far from it. We're getting there. <laughs> there was a dang dead fish when I swam with that thing. I mean, we were trying to throw a bunch of Brita filters in there, but it didn't work. <laughs> Brita filters in there. That'll clean it up. Just pull them out. Imagine, yeah, that's how you do fishing. You just throw the line out, you pull it out, you dump it out, clean it out. Um... People at home are totally confused right now what's going on. But I'm just saying, before anyone says protect your star players, you know, you don't want them hook slash held on to whatever, come playoff time, guess what? You're gonna want to do that because every player is gonna get that. Because you're gonna want you're gonna want to hold the star player back. And you're not gonna want it called against when your guys when you when your guy accident accidentally, you know, maybe holds him to the boards a little too long and gets a two minute minor for holding. You don't want that. You want it to be right. You want it to be a tough game. You want it to be a hardworking game, and you don't want the rest to be determining the game, to de- 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 blah, determining the outcome of the game. Figure it out, Jesus, Pete's. Hey, it's been a long day. It's gonna be a longer week. It was long. Everything is long at this point. It's Christmas season, man. So, I am not. I listen. I understand where Hitchcock's coming from. You don't want your star player getting harassed like that. But. You gotta take in consideration that this is going to happen. Dude, you you coach you had Mike Madato and Joe Newendike in Dallas. Yep. Get off it, dude. You understood how they got treated. And yes, it was the nineties, I understand, but 
Come on. Joe, you lost Joe Neuendijk because a guy grabbed and held him against the boards. The guy didn't get a penalty because that was how the game was. Yeah. It's just like, that's how you, you see the star player. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to try to shut him down doing anything and everything. Come to he playoffs. was the reason why Hitchcock complaining is because Connor McDavid is the main offense of that team and they lost. No, does. <laughs> and they lost. Takes part 70% of the team's goals. It's like, still. <clears throat> how do I put it? It's like if um, you're playing kickball with your friends or whatever, and your star player on your kickball team gets pegged in the head and has to go home. So they're like, oh, we lost because you threw it at his That's face, a championship game. <laughs> this is bull. <laughs> your, star pitcher, your star pitcher of kickball gets thrown out because he decided to beat him. <laughs> Wait a second. That doesn't work. You're supposed to roll the ball. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Well. <laughs> like a discus throw. Just wind one up. Just take it. What? Bam. Brian Killers are knocked out. Boom. Gotcha. Just wind it up like a Olympic discus throw. Take him out. We can't let him kick another homer. Sweep the leg. Go for it. Guys running around first first baseman. Clothesline. Did you say sweep the leg? I said sweep the leg. Edmonton, by the way, who is in the final wildcard spot right now, three points ahead of Minnesota, who is somehow in Vancouver. And, like, there's three teams that are in it. Arizona's kind of on the fire out. But anyways, long story short, Ken Hitchcock's just got to get off this high horse. I know you're trying to send a message to the league. You're trying to state your claim that, hey, I'm with this team. And look at it this way. In that locker room, good. You have your coach stand up for your star player. You have your coach stand up for your players. Good. That, that sends a good message to the rest of the team. But come on, Hitch. You got to be real. You, you want to be an eight, you want to play late in May. McDavid's gonna have to learn to deal with that. He's gonna have to learn to put up big points and big games when he's getting two guys holding on to him and getting slashed and everything. Yeah, it's, it's gonna happen. <clears throat> it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Duh. Talking about people that are uh, highly invested in complaining and such and such and such oh and boy. such. You don't know Anastasiu. So okay. from the Detroit Red Wings. So. I let me let me take this one here, Alex, because I know I know you have zero. I told you about this, but this is so. This is for those of you at home. This is going to be the part of the show where Tyler pulls up something from his end of the bargain from his end. So yes, you know why? And then you called me the insider of the insiders. This time I am the insider. Something like that. Um. So uh, I don't know if my post is up. So I wrote about this in Puck seventy seven. Whether or not it's actually up yet, but of course by the time. I, hey, it's, I did. Plug. Hey, I'm, I wrote about Plug. it. Plug. Um, now, I really want for people to understand that I heard about this from I'm gonna it's from a couple people. Okay, this is not just one person. That are friends from your buddy Fridge. Not from my buddy Fridge. Fridge doesn't even know about this. So I'm trying to get this out there so Fridge can find out about from it. From your older buddy. Because uh, Fridge knows Ken Hall and he knows Dan Bowsman. So, okay. From your older buddy, uh, Bob McKenzie? Bob doesn't know about this either. (laughs) I haven't texted him yet. (laughs) I should email him. I should email him and tell him, hey, Bob, look into this for me. Because this is is all I got. So a couple people I know that are friends with Dan Bosma told me this story that happened a little over a week ago. So Andres Anthony Anthony who Ever since that one, con- remember that one-year contract he signed a couple years ago. Before he has signed the contract he signed now, he took he sat out like almost the first month of the year just to sign like a like get like a 
$1.375 million contract. Yep. So he's been kind of, he's always, so he's had some off the ice issues with the club in the past. And I said it where as soon as it happened, like you're going to have issues with this guy forever. He put up, he's put up over 20 points the last couple, 25 points the last couple of years. Uh, he's on pace to do that again. He's already has 20, already has 20 points in 30 some odd games. So he's an exceptional player. Well, Dan Bilesma, according to what I heard, uh, gave him a little one four. Let let him know. He pretty much he pretty much yelled at him. I don't want to say that thing, but he pretty much. I I presume it had to do something with his play. I don't know. We don't. I don't know what was said. I don't. We don't know what was what context it was in. But Dan Bilesma gave it to Anthony Sioux. and I according to what Bilesma told these guys, Bilesma said that he was pouty for the rest of the week. Like, kind of like teenage adolescent, you know? It was you when you were born. No, I don't know about that. Um, so no, no Cowboys? No Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys got shut out on Sunday, so we don't talk about the Cowboys. Cowboy? Cowboy! And yeah! Good movie. Movie, I have no idea what was going on, but I like it. Anyways, so back to the story. So Biles might yell at Anthony Sioux, and Anthony Sioux gets all, you know childish about it and so a week later or, or later late last week so yep. thursday or friday mm-hmm. kenny holland gets a phone call general manager kenny holland gets a phone call from stanley anthonisio you his got a fa- phone call it's from his father stanley anthonisio answer it pretty much complaining that his son anthonisio andreas was getting harassed abused by his coaches because biosma Complain. He yelled at him. He gave him stern talking to. Why? What? What? Now, I understand. Like you, you want as a father, you want to be safe for. Anthony C. Who's not twelve years old. No. If he has a real problem with this, now before I say anything, I reached out to the Red Wings, tried to get out to Ken Holland. I never got a comment on this, so there was nothing from this. Don't give me a smirk. I actually did. I'm not kidding. I, I, I'm sure that you did. I'm just, I'm, my, my smirk is because you didn't get anything. I, I really, <laughs> like, that's, who's I, this plug trying well, to get some insider um, anesthesia problem? There's anesthesia. Okay. It's who who wants it's to know about Anastasia? Why is Kenny Holland, why is Kenny Holland so drunk? There's <laughs> anesthesia. And he drank anesthesia, that's why. What is this Anastasia crap? Didn't she die at the end? Just, just kidding, Anastasia. No, she the, didn't. No, she didn't die. But in real life, she actually did. Oh yeah, she died. Yeah, that's why the that's why it's a children's movie. She Disney movie. It was not. No, it was not a Disney movie. Er, um, um, was it Universal? It could have been. Anyways, sorry. Back to the story at hand. Um, was so, it Warner Brothers? Could have been Warner Brothers. Look it up. Okay. Uh, but the thing is about this is the fact that you had now what now like I said I don't know I haven't. Obviously, I haven't talked to NSC. This I, I found you this not out. gotten any word from the. Uh, I found this out Sunday. Okay, and I now like okay. I could just call Anthony and see if it's like, hey, what happened here? I guarantee you the phone would ring up, but I don't know what. I'm sure Anthony Andreas. I was told his dad, because duh, you know, kids most tell their parents everything, especially at this age. Twentieth Century Fox. Oh, okay. Anyways, continue onward. Uh, he probably told his dad what happened. Now, whether or not he said. To be exact, you know, you know, hey, Dad, can you call up Ken Holland and complain? Or if he did it, if Stanley did it on his own, Anthony used that. I don't understand. I don't know which which happened. That's why I said in my article too. There's a lot of gray right now. Not everything. Everything's black and white with this whole deal. We don't like. I said I don't know what Bilesma said to Anthony. See you. I don't know what Anthony told his father. I don't know what Anthony's father told Holland. 
long story short, and we don't even know if there's any repercussions. Obviously, nothing's come out yet, because, duh, they're going to try to keep this one under wraps for sure. Unfortunately, I'm not going to allow it, because that's not what I do. I, I want people... My problem is the fact that, is it Anthony C.U. complained to his father, like, what, what? why are players seem like they're entitled? What, is it, a, is it wrong to be yelled at for something that you did? Like, unless Biles must said something really, really bad. But my problem is the fact that, like, the, when I heard about this, because don't forget, I, this is around a couple guys that I know, I went up to Greener, I told him about this, I'm like, Greener, I used to, you know, my old college coach at Davenport, I told him, Greener, you give me worse things than that. You get, you get me worse lickings than that. You used to yell at me every day of the week. That's because of who I was. And Greener just gave me a wink and said, made you a better man, didn't it? And I'm like, I don't know, but it worked. I, You take it. And and, and our dad especially, what would he do? He'd look at us and be like, it's good for you. Yeah. And, Rub some dirt on it. Exactly. You don't, you don't complain. Yes, you complain to your parents, but now whether, like I said, whether or not, and apparently Stanley was hot. According to Biosma, no, don't forget this is through people, you know, playing the game on telephone here. Biles and Stanley's Anthony Sioux, his father, Andreas's father, was not happy, very not happy. So clearly, obviously, maybe very Stanley's unhappy, a, very unhappy, very not happy, very unhappy, very not happy. He's very not happy about this. My thing is, is it the? This is going to get in a generational thing here, but is it the fact of Generation X? Well, no, because Dad's Generation X. We can say that. So is it the generation that, like, parents so protective that they feel obligated to protect their children even though they're adults? Uh, or is it, you know, the players growing up with that, you know, hey, I am the best at everything, blah, 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 self-entitled, whatever, that they can go about this and not have any, re- and knowing that there's going to be no repercussions? Personally, I'm trying to look up how old no, Anastasio is. is. An- Anthony Sioux was drafted. He's got to be 20. He's older than I am. He's, no, he's 94. So he's one year older than I am. He's 24 years old. Okay, he's 24, 24 years old. <clears throat> and he gets yelled at by a coach. So. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand going or going away with that, going away from that with your tail tucked between your legs. Trust me. I, I've I've had a like I said I've had a couple of yelling matches with coaches, never come out on the winning end of them. But here's what I'll I'll say I think our dad did us a good service in being a little bit old fashioned in the way of if we got yelled at our coaches he would te- he would tell us well it's probably for a good reason even though at the time we're like no it's not a good reason dad exactly Greener told me I sucked well. <laughs> Well, yeah, there was there was one time I remember specifically where I threw a fit because my coach wasn't playing me enough, and it's because you're ugly. Well, no, it's just because he I thought he had a blatant favoritism toward this one player, and I threw a fit, and then I stormed off the bench. This was indoor soccer. Oh, so, so soccer. So, yeah. Okay. We're talking about soccer. I'm trying here. to think of lacrosse. I'm like, you were no, all right. No, I, no, I was played every game. Oh yeah, I'm big time. I played for Northview. Big shoots coming at you. Okay, yeah. Literally knocking kids out. Um, but you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't hit a fly. You never went keep to my going, games. Keep going, keep going. Needless to say, and he he made me call up the coach and apologize because I was throwing a fit and I was being a little butt. I was being a pansy. 
throwing a fit. So, I don't, if it is the fact of parenting and trying to be like, you shouldn't treat my kid this way, this is a bunch of BS, he's a great hockey player and he deserves to be treated better and blah blah blah, then that's one thing. But at the same time, he's 24 years old. He gets paid million, he's getting paid at least a million dollars to play a game. Three million dollars, by the way. Yeah, three million dollars. Three million dollars to 2020. This is, to that's why play a game. To be a professional at playing a game. If he has a problem, he could have talked. He could figure it out himself. Yeah, he could have talked to whoever he wanted to by himself. Exactly. Heck, if he if he wanted to, he could walk up to Miss Illich's door with a thing of flowers and be like, could I talk to you for a minute? He could do that if he wanted to. By take, all means. Take care I don't of your, care. Exactly. Take Needless care, to say. Take care of it yourself. Right. It's not your dad's pig. It's not his farm. Quit making, well, he quit bringing him back in to help. Save Andreas the is his pig, and I mean, it came from his farm. But needless to say, you, you can if you have a problem with Bowsma, or if if you have, go to Holland yourself, right? You know where his office? Well, actually, you know, okay, maybe okay. Little Caesars is so big and so widespread, the whole room. It could probably be difficult to find his office. Long story short, it's there's better ways of going about it than going to your dad and having your dad do your dirty work for you. And like I said, I blame, I, it could have been Stanley I, doing this on his own and Andreas complaining about it. Probably Andreas does not want this coming out. I blame his father for doing it, and I blame Andreas for not trying to stop it. it it's, there, there's just so, like I said, there's a lot of gray area and nothing's really come out. That's why I'm trying to get this story out there so people can see it. I'm talking to people that work for the, the press, the Gramps Press, the Free Press. I'm trying to get them, like, people, I want to know if this is true or not. Dude, you don't need to do that. Just ask, just Tell mom to ask Mike what's going on. <laughs> By the way. Mike. Mike. Mike who? Uh, can, can, no, Canelo doesn't work for the Griffs anymore. Oh, that's right. Maybe he does. Canelo wouldn't know that, would he? Trust me, I heard this from a couple people. Well, here's like, the thing. Like I said, I heard, Knubel, this from, I heard this from close can, friends of mine. Bilesma and Canubal are, are good. Close friends with Bilesma. and Canubal are good friends. And Knubel oh, and, yeah, and Knubel and Mom are good friends, or used to be. So, all I'm saying is this: bad stuff doesn't look good for Detroit. Moving on. Now, sorry, hockey, I, I, hockey. I was, sorry, I'm getting asked if this is actual, like by my from the get from Pucks, from Josh Pucks. He's trying to make sure this is legit. No, this I'm is not, legit. Like I'm not losing my gosh darn mind. No, this um, is legit. I'm trying to make sure I got this. When it comes to like the Detroit Red Wings and Griffins and stuff, we know our stuff. When we hear gossip, it's real. No, yeah, this is. I'm. I wish I was. Okay, I don't wish. I I wish I was joking, but I'm not. This is. uh, I'm serious. Um. Alex, I'll let you. Yeah, you want to? I gotta send this message here. Okay, you. you, I know this sounds super unprofessional. I do this, but I'm just making sure that I send this right. So So hockey. So hockey night in Canada on their Instagram page. They posted a picture um, with the question of which has been the best storyline of the season. Now, when I say storyline, I'm talking about things that have just been happening. 
So, which is your favorite storyline of the season? They listed six. It's the six main ones. The first one that they listed was out of Philadelphia for the Flyers, Gritty Mania. Now, I think, personally, Gritty is just phenomenal. The fact that they have this brand new spunk about them that's coming from a mascot. Who was given no shot in the world. Who fell on the ice his first night. We all thought he was done. And then done all, and dumb. And then all of a sudden, people just, just Philly decided to like, of all the things we can just hate in this world, we're going to like this one. People were getting tattoos, already have tattoos of the guy, of Gritty's face on their legs and their arms. And I've seen a one big old tat, back tattoo with him like coming from rafters or whatever. It's pretty, pretty all right. Pretty cool. It's good stuff. Can't wait to see him in the... Uh, the mascot uh, exhibition game, just to see what happens, because he's a character. I mean, he's a mascot, so he's supposed to be a character, but he's definitely a character. The second one that they have is out of Carolina, and as the hero of the Hurricanes, I must report that uh, the second one is the Surge. The Surge being the Carolina Hurricanes with this new attitude, going and hitting the end boards, clapping a bunch, doing everything they, they got to do, new black warning flag jerseys and everything. Good stuff. Great stuff. Getting the, getting on the right foot. Putting this, putting this uh, franchise on their backs, if you will. Hot takes, hot energy, hot guys. Well, not, not actually hot guys, but I'm just like, they're, 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 they're playing well. They're playing well. Well, yeah, uh, the... I mean, well, they have talent now. They do. They got, got Hamilton there. They got uh oh oh shoot who 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 do they pick up uh, over over the summer? Can't remember. Needless to say, the search. Third one that they had with good old Prince Darlene, fabulous he. Rasmus from Sweden, who let's be honest, has been like an afterthought. Like, like he's been good. He's been really good. We, we watched the at this point. He's just like, oh yeah, he's he's, he's just, just here. He's he, playing. Well, he started yeah. playing third period minutes, which is good. Well, yeah, because you don't want to throw him on the first line and just tire him out. But no, he's got the they have the revival of the Sabers and how they're doing well and how they're getting becoming a better team, which is great for Toronto fans because, like we've said on this on this show and shows previous, we like rivalries. And the Toronto and Buffalo rivalry being able to be a competitive thing again is great. And maybe this, time, this next time that uh, Toronto plays in Buffalo, there will be more Buffalo fans than Toronto fans. I mean, probably not for at least a year or so, but still, you get you get what I'm saying there, right, Ty? Right. No, exactly. And you know, my sorry, I completely zoned out for a second. You were, you were talking Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. If if you if you get with the fact that Buffalo, we said I said especially that they're supposed to be better. Now, did I think they were going to be this good? No. No. Did I think Jeff Skinner was going to make this much of an impact? No. Was Carter Hutton going to steal the show? No. No, but they were going to play better. Yeah. Kind of going off that with another player, a younger player, rookie player, 
in in, in the wake of Mr. Dahlin, fabulous as he, Rasmus from Sweden, Elias Pettersson, racking up points in uh, Vancouver, seventeen goals in his within his first thirty games as a player in the NHL. I think he's t- I think he's tied uh, with. Oh, if I remember this correctly, I think he's tied with Timu Salami. And yes, I said salami because that's a joke. What Timu Salami? I know, I know his name is Timu Salami. I just say Timu Salami. Timu, where's the cheese? Classless. Cheeseless. Class. Um, but yeah, he's tied up up there with uh, like Timu Salami. And dear God, don't say it anymore. <laughs> You're gonna get me hungry. I'm I'm hungry. And a couple other players. He's doing phenomenal stuff in Vancouver. And then obviously with Levo being there now, he, he's just getting mm, he's just getting good time. Besser's there. He's playing okay. Um but he's just he's just playing good. And I think they unless they it, that huge losing streak that I think seven or eight game losing streak they had, that killed them. They were riding high, second in the con- division, excuse me. They were playing really good hockey. Besser wasn't even back yet. Don't forget, Besser missed the first part of the season. Right. So, and then Patterson was out like a game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because Matt decided to give him a dang choke slam. All I'm saying is he fell on his own. But no, anyways. <laughs> um, but you, you got to look at Elias Patterson and say, this guy's for real. Yeah. Like he, if he gets the right players around him, he, and here's the thing, he's in, he's in a funny market in Vancouver. Where right now he's not going to get the biggest spotlight. Connor McDavid was one thing because everyone knew Connor McDavid, and that put. Of course, he went to Edmonton. If you like, if imagine if uh, Pedersen went to Calgary. Okay, he'd be like he'd get the Johnny Hockey treatment. Yeah, which is great. Johnny Hockey did. Johnny Hockey. If he went to, if sorry, I keep saying Johnny. If Johnny Gaudreau went to like the Rangers. Holy mackin'. Like, there's a reason why Jimmy V.C. saw as an afterthought, because everyone forgot to realize that he was just a Harvard college player, not a superstar. Right. And he was the most sought-after college player. Great. Danny DeKaiser was the same way. Let's remember that, folks. Danny DeKaiser was a sought-after free agent. Let's just remember that, okay? Moving on. Um, yeah, he's not going to have the biggest spotlight in the world put on him. He doesn't have a whole lot of pressure playing with a team that's not supposed to be expected to do well. And he's going to have time to develop because he's getting a lot of playing time. He's gonna learn. To, he's gonna learn to win. He's gonna learn to lose. He's gonna learn how to deal with losing. He's gonna have to learn to deal with bad streaks. And, and on a team like Vancouver, it's a good thing to do. Bo Horvat did the same thing. Brock Besser obviously had to do a lot last year. If Brock Besser can stay healthy, this team is. If Brock Besser can stay healthy, Bo Horvat keeps going, and Pedersen keeps up at the pace he's going at, and you get a few more saves from Jakob from Jacob Markstrom. Next year, Vancouver could be looking like Buffalo. Could be. All you gotta do is find a player that is you know underperforming on a Southern team. Right. You know? Uh, I'm trying to think of a guy from Anaheim, but I can't. Ilya Kovalchuk! No, okay. Um, uh, Shall I continue on? Yes. The fourth one, personal favorite of mine, Avs on fire. In regards to the Colorado Avalanche, just murdering. Is that an oxymoron? Everybody. If 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 they were if they were a national or a natural disaster and everyone was like a snowboarder or a, like a skier, they'd be an avalanche. They're just covering everybody with goals. 
No, my God. And they're second in the division. They're doing great. This is phenomenal. They're literally, well, not literally on fire, but like metaphorically on fire. Because they're not literally, because they're an avalanche, which is snow. Not to mention the players aren't actually on fire because this is not NHL hits, guys. Come on now. Hey, wait. Uh, two K or two thousand two or two thousand three? Yes. Okay. And yes, Angelites Pro is the best, but I turned off because I want to be real, real with the stupid hitting, like how we did that last game of NHL. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Oh, so if you guys ever want to do something really dumb with NHL, I know I love how real it is. It's awesome. Yeah. But if you turn off the balance, like go into checking, turn off the balance, up the hit, up the power. Up the size, the the you know the momentum factor, the speed factor, it turns into a gosh darn pee wee hockey game. <laughs> yeah, gotta it's say, great. gotta say pee wee, because or I, another thing, because well, oh right, you can't say bantams or midgets. Um, okay, no bantam now, because think they, they up the hitting to bantam now. Yeah, but, like, back when we played, when pee wees tried to hit, when 12, 11 and ten year olds tried to hit, it was hilarious. Yeah, because you couldn't, because you hit someone and, and then both you fell over. <laughs> Big hits and really took them out of the play there, one Johnny. Sorry, Colorado. Um, yeah, because last year it was the Nathan McKinnon show. Yep. Now, Nathan McKinnon. Gabriel Anascock's playing better. Varlamov's looking good. And you have Miko Rantanen, who's easily one of the best young stars in this league. That's probably not getting the same recognition because, yes, Eastern bias. I understand. Keep her moving. Well, also, he has Nathan McKinnon above him. Right. So he's not the only star that's there. Right, which is probably for the best, to be honest with it's you. Like, it's like when, um, oh, how would I put it? Ratnan's getting the Phil Kessel treatment. He's a good player, does his job, but at the same time, he's still... Like when he's still in Bo- we talk about this when he was in Boston. Yeah. Because not Toronto, because when he came to Toronto, he was well, or, or he, he was the Leafs. Or even Kessel right now with uh, Pittsburgh, because he still has Crosby, well, okay, okay, that, well, he has Crosby and Malkin. And, but he's an established player. Rantanen right. is still young. Right, so... You're thinking more, maybe more of like, what, like Elias Lindholm? Yeah, maybe. But um, I, I'm glad Colorado's doing well, because last year Colorado barely squeaked in, and they gave, let's be honest, they gave uh, Na- Nashville, right? Yeah, it was Nashville. They gave him a little bit of a flack. Made it a little difficult for them. So I'm glad they're doing well this year. And they did what uh, they Toronto play, did they, to Washington. They may play Winnipeg. Did what they, Toronto did what Toronto did to Boston. Do you want a car at Winnipeg series? I do. Yeah. That'd be great. You wanna know why? Because that winner plays Nashville. Unless Vancouver comes back and beats Nashville. If Vancouver beats Nashville, let's be honest, the way Pecorino played Western like, Conference Final. Seattle versus Colorado. You mean Vancouver? Oh, I got, I got, I want, I want. You went to the next one. I went to the um, next one. But no, but like, know what I mean, not what saying, I say. Hey, the way Pecorino played last night against Ottawa, oh man. Pecahune? Exactly. You say Saros maybe the guy playing in the playoffs. He may, oh my gosh, Nashville's going to win the Stanley Cup. You want to know why? Because Juicy Saros is going to start the first game of the playoffs, and then Pecorino is going to go on this imaginary run through the finals. Just like Washington just did. Like Holt, just like Holtby. Just like the Holt Beast. I mean, Grubauer started the playoffs. I'm just saying, you Saros is a really good backup, like Grubauer. Nashville's going to win the Stanley Cup this year because somehow Pecorino's going to get so mad that he played so poorly in the regular season, he's going to play amazing in the playoffs. And the last thing that they put on there... Seattle. Well, Seattle. With the, the new Seattle Sockeye Sasquatches. The Seattle team. The Sasquatch Seattle Sockeyes. The NHL Seattle the Hockey Sockeye team. The Sockeye-looking Seattle Sasquatches. The Kraken. 
No. Metropolitans. Nope. The Seattle Metropolitans. Get it out. Get it off. The Seattle Metropolitans. Go kick rocks, kiddo. No, that would hurt. I don't care. That's why. Kick rocks so you understand how painful it is to hear you say the Kraken or Metropolitans and keep pushing the fact that you're not going to name a team after a division, Alex. Can't do it. You like the Kraken name. Kraken. Oh, I thought it was so dumb it may work. All I'm saying is this. Seattle has a past of hockey teams. Metropolitans makes the most sense. I, I understand. Because here's the thing. Just call them the Thunderbirds, gosh darn it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nine. Give them the Hartford Whalers looking sweaters and make everyone in Connecticut, those four fans that are still alive since the Hartford Whalers were a team that they're crying. Those were our sweaters, you people. How about now? They're going to be right in Hartford. <laughs> All 12 people. Ooh, signs. We want the Whalers back. Seattle's got our colors. So here's my question, Tyler. Squirrel. Let's answer Hockey Night in Canada's question. Which storyline do you think, out of the six provided, is the best so far? William Nylander not scoring a goal yet. That's a good answer. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go he, with he's got a. That's a good point. There. It's A, B, C, D, E, F. I'm going with G on this one there, Clark. G? G. Nylander not scoring a goal yet. Hmm. 6.9? Sure, bud. Here's one going backwards. What? <laughs> 6.9? Yes, Alex. Do I need to explain visual representation? Thank goodness we don't have the camera anymore. All right, Alex. You see this here? That this person's got this part here. And this person underneath them is the other way. You get it, this one? I'm just asking why you had to divide it by 10. What? Well, 69 divided by 10 is 6.9. Stop it! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Out of the ones they gave, um, let's going to go with... Uh, I gotta say Buffalo. I Buffalo? did not think I did not think they're gonna be ahead of the Leafs in the standings. I could not have told you that. I would not have believed you. So I'm gonna go with Buffalo. What are you gonna go with, Alex? A good Carolina? Choice. Shocker. No. Really? I'm gonna go with Seattle. What a hose bag. Why? I don't know. Because you hate the you hate the fact they're not gonna be named the Metropolitans. Well, they're gonna be named the Metropolitans. But all sure? I'm saying is this. You're a squirrel. There's so much potential there. Of course. I wrote an article about it. I know. I wrote an article that got more than four, like, looks at it. I wrote a report on it. Did you know? Yeah. And you didn't post it. Why didn't you post it? All right, because you don't have it. Well, that report got a hundred percent. I'm getting a lot of flack for that, for that damn Bilesman thing. Yeah? Good thing this thing's not going to go out. Why? (laughs) No, I I mean, like, all the the damn Bilesman possibly did. Um... Anyways, uh, good thing this podcast is not popular. Why? Oh, because I don't know what will happen. The backlash will be crazy. Um, if it actually backlash goes. of what? Of the whole Anthony thing. No, Josh, Josh just texted me, making sure. I'm like, are you sure about this? Um, I got to talk to him after. Um, and that's about it I got for the show. Oh, by the way, later this week, probably Friday, maybe Friday. I don't know anything going on Friday. Be a World Junior Preview Show. World Junior Championships start next Wednesday. And from Saturday to Tuesday, we're doing Christmas every single day. Bye. Yes. Well, I'm basically doing the same thing. Yeah, so I got Christmas. With, we got Christmas with Dad on Saturday. Then with Kelly's parents on Sunday and her sisters and their boyfriend, husbands. And then Monday's Kelly's day. boyfriend? No. Uh, Sarah's boyfriend and Elizabeth's husband. Yes. Elizabeth. And then I got Monday with Kelly's dad's side of the family, that whole big thing. And then Tuesday here. Dut.
Yep, so. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing probably Friday. I'm going to be writing the articles for Puck 77. I'm starting that tonight, which means I'm doing a lot of writing in the next few days. Yeah, after you uh, have a conversation about how you know Dan Bilesma and you know stuff. Get off my horse, big boy. Yeah. This ain't Puck 77. This is the Keel Podcast. We do our own news. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am your host, Alex Keel. For Tyler... We will see you next time. Make sure to tune in to Maybe the... Maybe if I don't get blackballed for all this. <laughs> Make sure you listen in to the World Junior Preview shout-out podcast thing or whatever, blah, 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 this Friday. I might make a special appearance. We'll see. Either that or I'll just send in my predictions because I totally destroyed you last year. Bam! In what, World Junior stuff? Yeah, the predictions for the playoffs. Because remember I won? Didn't we... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I picked Canada. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the um, the CHL playoffs that I, I destroyed oh, you yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Because didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. Swift Current. <laughs> you didn't pick Swift Current. You picked Hamilton. No, I'm not. I'm just because you did. You picked Swift Current. You're like, oh, Swift Current's yeah, going to do this. Yeah, because they were the hottest team going in. And I was like. Leave Brindy alone. And I was like, nope, Hamilton, big boy. <laughs> Hamilton, who should not have done well and did. Wham, bam. Thank well, you, man. Of course, we both got ousted by Equity Bathurst. Who is, by the way, second to last in the Quebec League right now. It's all your fault. Noah Dobson. Get smacked. I didn't do anything. They did it to themselves. Actually, no, they they lost their starting goaltender, lost their three leading scorers. That's what happens in junior hockey. Anyways. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have and have a wonderful holiday. Eat a lot of food. Get fat and then get your New Year's resolution and go join a gym. That's what everyone else does. Keep calm, dot loud. We'll see you next time. That-